Welcome to Slasher Sluts, the horror podcast you never thought you needed. My name is Rob. I'm Anthony. Every week we're going to be reviewing some horror movies and discussing our thoughts and feelings on them. And telling a couple of slutty stories along the way. So come along with us as we review a different movie each week. This week we decided we were going to continue our trend with Fear Street and review the second entry in the trilogy, Fear Street, 1978. This one was a good one. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was good. It definitely wasn't as good as the first part. Right. But the first one is always better. Usually in a trilogy, it's always first is the best, second's meh, third one usually will pick up the slack. It does. It does. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I really thought the pacing was a little slow. Like, in the first one, things are happening right away. And in this one, it took a little bit of time to get there. Yeah, I agree. The pacing in this one definitely starts a little bit slower than... The first one, and also the main chunk of it kind of feels a little more dragged out for the horror movie compared to the first one, where it was just like action, 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 because the characters were always going somewhere. Yeah, although with this one, I felt like once it started, it was like kill, 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 kill. Oh yeah, the killer in this one, who we won't say their name because, you know, you gotta watch it. He just, once he started, that man did not want to stop. Yeah, I mean, you'll realize pretty quickly who it is. It's not like they dragged that part out for too long. Yeah, thanks to crazy nurse lady. And I mean, if you remember from the first movie and you see him... Yes, clothing. Right. Clothing is a dead giveaway in this because they are linked. Correct. So, once you see the killer in his attire from the first movie, before he starts killing, you're just like, okay, it's definitely you. No no doubt in my mind, Mr. Burlap Sackhead. I always like in horror movies when they depict what camp is actually like, because I've never been to camp. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty accurate. I've been to uh, a Boy Scout camp, which... It's it's similar to this, except... Do you, you do, like, the activities that they portray? Like, archery and fishing and... Or is it just, like, literally a tent in the middle of the woods? Because that's not, like... That's not that kind of camping. But, like, sleep away, out for the whole summer kind of camping. Yeah. Um, you definitely you do activities. They have things throughout the day. That it's basically, you got a schedule, you know, you, you go to classes, essentially, because us, we were working on getting badges. So the movie opens up after... Like, literally right after the first one ends. Yes, literally, you meet the survivor of the events of this movie, and she's living her... Crazy life. Slightly sad life. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was a little sad. All those clocks. 
Yeah. I mean, she's very organized. I will give her that. But that she's is... got she OCD is hard. safe and thorough. Yes. But, you know, you meet her... You meet her cute little dog, Major Tom, for any David Bowie fans. <laughs> and, um... She just launches into her story after we meet the other leads. And... She's got a wild story, to say the least. That is for sure. There was a lot of shit that went down at that camp that summer, 1978. Yes, and apparently they also had every stereotype of character that you could think of from the 70s. Of a horror movie, like, tropes. Yes, the stoners, the hippie girl. The The jocks. The jock, the virgins. The bitch. <laughs> yeah, the bitch who wanted to burn somebody alive for taking $10. Oh. Like, bitch, it's 10 bucks. Right. I know it's probably a lot back then, <laughs> but come on. <laughs> You're gonna commit murder for $10. It's insane. I, Sheila. I thought the relationship between the sisters was funny. Yeah, they had that, like, I hate you, but I don't really hate you, you know? Like, you could see they cared about each other a little bit, but they still had the, you know... The banter that I loved. Yes. Yeah, they definitely knew how to push each other's buttons. Like, when she's mentioning, oh, you're from Shadyside, you know, you just saved up money to get a polo shirt because you don't want to be here. Right. You know, she knows how to annoy her sister, to say the least. I think that it was also really funny that they had the virgin girl walk right in to the drug addicts of the camp counselor drug addicts. Yes. Getting railed. Real freaky. Yeah. And loud. It was... children just running around. Insane. And she's just literally standing there watching it happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they finished, finished, but they didn't stop Mm. right away. Has anyone ever walked in on you having sex? Um, yeah, so it's super embarrassing. Awkward as somebody walking in on you is, it's even more awkward when your mother is the one walking in on you. How'd that go? your balls deep and let's just all the way deep yeah all the way and it is probably the fastest you will ever lose an erection in your entire (laughs) life when you lock eyes with your mother and she begins to talk to you because you had the covers up and you weren't really like going at it going at it okay because it was like you know the lazy sex you're like we have to do this alright oh and well yeah let's just say I was I was scarred I believe I it I not look my mother in the eyes for a little bit after that so that's my walking in on I'm hoping you have one too so that I'm not the only one embarrassed of course I do I, when I was in high school, I had my first boyfriend. Um, his 
grandparents lived in this really nice double wide trailer. It was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I was like, oh my god, I could totally live here. <laughs> you always say that until you actually live in one. I mean, but it would, you know what? If it was just me, I perfect. It's the perfect amount That's of space. Sure. For I one mean, person, it for would me, be great. it would be perfect. So I used to go to his grandparents' house all the time. They lived like almost an hour and a half away. It's insane. Oh it's probably really only like forty-five minutes, <laughs> but it felt like that when you're young. Yes, right. So he and I would always be over there and their rule was you know you just have to keep the door open okay fine I think that was going to stop us absolutely stop. not no kids ever absolutely not I we are watching a movie and you know what that leads into of course Netflix and chill essentially of course so I am you know He's laying on his side, I'm right behind him, you know, doing our thing, peeking out, making sure grandma and grandpa are still watching their shows, and, you know, going at it, and then I would, I flipped him on his stomach, and so he was literally facing out the door to watch, uh, and then we went back to the side because grandpa got up to go to the bathroom so we just went back to the side decided not to be super risky (laughs) and continued and then grandma walks in probably like five minutes later and oh my god are you guys hungry like do you need anything like the mom from friggin mean girls yeah and we were just like no we're okay she proceeded to stand there for like five minutes but for those five minutes, it was still going on. Oh, you didn't oh, stop. No, I gave no fucks. No oh. fucks. I mean, if you're not related to the person, I get that, but like... That's cool. not my grandma. <laughs> yeah, you don't care. That grandma knows. <laughs> She's not grounding you. But who the fact that he let that continue... It's nuts. My God... I don't know how you ever went over there again. Oh, that was... I think that was the first time I was there. Oh, it's even worse, because you did it so many more times after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I couldn't. Creative. After that, I was like, yeah, no. It's going to have to be when there's, like, nobody (laughs) home, or everybody's, like, asleep, (laughs) and they ain't coming downstairs for shit. (laughs) Last thing I needed was to scar my dick again with the <laughs> image of my mother. I do have to say, though, that this movie was very reminiscent to Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, they heavily borrowed on Friday the 13th camp vibes. Which is similar to how in the first one it was a very Scream-esque with, you know, the killer, the knife, all the the traditional tropes of the 90s, I would say, for a horror movie. And this one kind of lives up to the 70s vibe of... The Slashers. Yeah. Slasher Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. And just like Jason style, there was a lot of just brutal... Very brutal. Axe swinging. Yeah. 
I did not think there was more than one way to kill somebody with an axe, but I was I was he, wrong. He's creative. I will give him that. That is And actual. also completely unrelenting because after they're dead, he still swings a couple of times. In perfect <laughs> perfect aim. Perfect aim. <laughs> yes. Like at the end, and I'm sure everyone will notice it too, and if you don't, you're blind. You weren't paying attention. Yeah, you really weren't paying attention. Literally the exact same spot. Yeah. Every single time. There was like, what, nine, ten axe swings Oh, that the man point? came down hard, like, at least nine or ten times on this person, and first of all, they should have been completely obliterated from what we've seen that this guy can do with an axe. Right. She just laid there looking pretty one, with a wound. One little wound mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not even bleeding that much. Right. And you're just like... That's not right. I'm a little confused by this. So one part of movies that are linked in a trilogy that I like is when they actually keep a theme going throughout the movie. Me too. Because it helps helps tie the world. Right. It doesn't feel disconnected. Right. And in this movie, you know... They got that red moss again from the first movie, that creepy stuff that, obviously, if anybody looked at that in the real life, you would be like, okay, there's something fucked up with that moss. That's not normal. No. Here they are cleaning it like it's a normal fucking thing, and come to find out that the moss that they're cleaning in the outhouse, when they built the outhouse, apparently nobody noticed one of the toilets leads to a giant cave and there is a lot of which I don't understand how can you build that entire campground and you're building the outhouse and it just drops down into a cave and you don't think to explore the cave yeah nobody's like you know what we should do fill this in so kids don't you know fall into the toilet because that's what kids do and they fall. I want to know how long that camp has been there. Because if that outhouse has been there since the camp has opened, there would be a mound oh, of yeah. shit. Kids poop all the time. Right. There would be shit mm-hmm. everywhere. I didn't see anybody smeared in shit. No, there was like a little bit of toilet paper, but like no poop at all. None. And you would think that's probably Did the boss of- eat it? Maybe it's staying alive somehow. You know. Fertilizer. Could be why it's red. Mm. <laughs> the terrible diet of children mm. in a camp. Gross. But I also want to know how nobody noticed that not just there, but in the mess hall, the mop sink, not connected to any sort of sewage line. Which, I mean, I get it. It's the woods. You know, you can't have a big sewage line but nobody thought oh it's really weird that there's a tunnel, a tunnel down here under the mop sink and then Sarah Fear's creepy house in the middle of the woods yeah apparently when they were surveying this area they were like you know what that adds character having it be so close to the witch's house that the entire town believes curses them and the fact that it's still standing cause makes no sense to me. Everybody knows shit from the past don't last. We knock that shit down and pave right over it. Ugh. 
So, I mean, I think the... It's really building the story to the third one. I think that it will make you appreciate the third one. And also, in the trailer for the third one that you get at the end, it looks like every single character from both movies is back. Which I'm excited about because I miss Kate and Simon. Oh my god, you're so obsessed with (laughs) Kate and Simon. They were a beautiful couple of not being a couple. They had a wonderful friendship. But they needed to die. They did not need to die. Yes, they did. They, there was so many other people. Not everybody, died. but not everybody could have lived. Not all of the main character, the <sighs> main characters through the story can live. I know it's the thing about horror movies. There's usually only one survivor. The final girl. But I still root. I know. I still root for them, especially when they're as good of characters as they were. But you know, hopefully they'll be back. And hopefully this movie doesn't, you know, lead me to a worse movie. I'm hoping the third one is better than this one was. And it wraps up the story very well. Because you don't really get too much of a wrap-up in this movie. You know, being the middle entry kind of gives it that whole open-ended beginning and open-ended end. So... That part for me was a little iffy. I think out of ten, time to rate. Yes. I think out of ten, I would give this one maybe a seven. Because I liked it. I thought it was very campy, very little cheesy and predictable. But yes. yes. I enjoyed how it tied into the story. I thought the soundtrack was amazing. The music was great. Um, All in all, it's not a horrible movie. No, I definitely don't want it to come across as like I'm hating on this movie. I would give it a 7.5. Okay. Um, I think the first one was much better. I do agree the musical stylings of whoever puts the soundtrack together for this movie, A+. I think the music was absolutely perfect for the tone every time they had a song. Exactly. And story-wise, yeah, it was very... It reminded me of past greats, you know, Friday the 13th. I think this movie, you know... It had stuff it needed. That it didn't deliver. Added to my ever-loving fear of being out in the woods <laughs> and camping. I don't don't really enjoy it. I mean, I've been in the woods before, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's something very, like, sexy about being in sexy? the woods. Sexy? What's sexy about being in the woods? It's, you know, you're, you're getting back to nature. Mm. you're you know I mean don't get me wrong I've had sex in the woods before of course I don't enjoy it it's sticky and well you're not supposed to be doing it on the ground in the woods no but even up against (laughs) like trees and like the bark is just very uncomfortable and you're not supposed to use it like a bed well yes I understand that but if you're up against a tree (laughs) yeah I mean yeah you know my experience 
obviously must have been a bit better because I had a car that I drove into the woods a little bit. And, you know, oh, so you're not out fucking in the woods. I mean, we were in the woods. We were a Just solid, in a car like, in the woods. Not in the car. On the hood. You oh, know, geez. we were out in the elements. Okay. <laughs> it could have, you know, rained and people still could have seen things. Obviously, the nice part about the woods is the seclusion. You know, you don't really got to worry about running into people unless you're hiking. Yeah. No one's around to hear you scream. Exactly. She can be as loud as she wants. Or if you're getting murdered. Or if you're being murdered, <laughs> yes, apparently. Because nobody heard any screamings in this entire movie. Nothing. But, you know, nature is... Nature. Nature's nature. <laughs> it's just being out there, you know, you feel connected. I don't like it. I don't. It's the caveman aspect, you know? Outdoor sex is always going to be hotter than indoor sex. I guess. Because anything can happen. I guess the element of mystery. A squirrel could fall out of a tree and land on your head. Yeah, I I guess. You know? Uh, Has that happened to you before? No. It'd probably scare the crap out of me. (laughs) Yeah. It'd scare the crap out of me, too. But hey, it's exciting. If More that's exciting what you want to call <sighs> So, next week, we're going to do 1666. Yep, the final part of the trilogy. I'm excited to see how the story wraps up, even though I already know, because I've watched <laughs> it already. <laughs> yes, you're excited to relive it. I will be discovering it for the first time. And asking me a thousand questions along the way. Which I am right about some of them. Listen, you literally called... A major twist. A major twist within the first 15 minutes. I was... He looked (laughs) over at me and he said it and I was like... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This bastard. (laughs) I mean, it's my own fault for being such a fan of movies that, like, from a story point of view, I can see what would have the biggest impact. And I'm usually right. I called it as well when I first saw it, but... (sighs) Let's see. You know, let us know if you called it. Hit us up on Instagram. Follow us. You can figure out what the twist is. Slasher Sluts Podcast... On Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week. With the conclusion of the Fear Street Trilogy.